Welcome to Let's Get Fizzy Poll. Hope you're having a great week. It is week seven, so everyone should be right into their assessments and I hope they are all going very well for you. Just one thing about assessments before we jump into today's podcast. I really think that a lot of people view them as, um, you know, a scary sort of test, but the idea behind them and always has been the idea is so that you can see the areas that need improvement so that when you move up to that next level, you're able to do the tricks with confidence and stability and safety first and foremost. So for the instructors and for your studio owners, the main um, priority of the assessment is to make sure that you are safe in doing those tricks so that when we ask you in the following level, hey, show me an upside down climb, you're, we know that you're safe doing that. We don't need to run over and, um, you know, make sure that you've got a mat under you or a spotting person in front of you. So yeah, try to keep that positive mentality about it is going to push you to to be doing the tricks with the best technique rather than, oh my God, if I don't pass. But, you know, when you do pass, it is a fantastic feeling because you really know that you've earned it. And as all of you will know, our assessments are judged on three different areas. We've got safety, it's the biggest amount of points, um, and then strength and then um, extensions. So we're looking at not just if you can do the trick and if you can do it safely, but also if you're, you know, controlled and if it's looking nice and you'll get points for that too. So it's always a good idea to have a look at your assessment card after your assessment so that you can make some notes for your practice sessions when you come in and go, okay, my extension on this trick is is not very good, so I need to work on that. And make sure you film yourself. I really feel like... <laughs> um, you know the the expression like how oh, I don't know what the saying is exactly but when people go to the gym and it's like if they don't take a selfie at the gym it didn't happen <laughs> it's kind of like if you don't film yourself for your own benefit to watch back not that you have to post it anywhere but if you don't film yourself it's such a waste of effort that you put into the training when you could you know take a photo of it or a video usually video is easiest and you might see things that you never noticed before and that's not just with your tricks, but also if you're training a routine as well. I find that when I'm training routines and I watch it back, my my brain just has extra capacity because obviously I'm not physically doing the moves. I'm remembering them, but I'm watching them almost like an audience member. So I can see, oh, that looks like I'm a bit rushed there. Or, oh, I didn't realize that leg was bending in that part when it's meant to be straight. <laughs> so definitely film yourself. You guys have heard me say this before, 100% make sure you are doing that because it's one of the biggest training hacks um, to help with your improvement and improving quickly. So what's on this weekend? We've got VPC on this weekend, which is the Victorian Pole Championships. I'm judging that one. Actually, I think some of the other pole championships will be coming up 
in a couple of weeks as well. There's a there's quite a few of those ones, and um, I just know the VPC date obviously because I'm judging it. And we've got two of our girls in that one, so Celeste Roylance from Terrelgan and Lauren Jabra McMiller from um, Ballarat. And Lauren is in the amateur division, although oh my god, it's not <laughs> so not amateur. And Celeste is in the professional division, so she is um she she's up there with the big girls and by big I mean like really really good (laughs) and actually amateur I feel is just as hard because everyone who's gotten into it is really working their ass off to try to prove themselves to eventually move into professional so they're both you know extremely competitive and (laughs) they're not going to be hard to judge at all so good luck um so yes today's topic is a bit of a life hack actually this is a little piece of information that I came across when I was reading Janine Alice's book called The Accidental Entrepreneur and I was lucky enough to be able to set up a meeting with Janine and this was last year yeah and um and go and see her and we had a cup of tea and we had a chat for about an hour just her and I which was so amazing because and yeah to be honest, I was a little bit starstruck, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> could have had a bit more composure, but I was just really excited to be there. And I had all my questions written out that I wanted to ask her. And I just think she's absolutely incredible. And if you don't know who she is, she's the founder of Boost Juice and she's founded a few other companies um, that you may have heard of as well, like Mad Mex, which is a Mexican um, sort of food court takeaway kind of thing. Um, and a couple of others as well. So she's just really clever and I like her. And it was nice to sit with someone who's been in franchising for, you know, such a long time as well and has gone through so many different stages of it because she's done international. She's got 600 franchisees around the world total between her businesses and it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's she's just an inspiration. So... This little nugget I um I got from her book and I'm going to read you the excerpt that I'm talking about but I really find this helps me with every aspect of my life. So it's about people and it's about people's personalities and the type of people that you're um you know whether you're going to be doing business with them or in a relationship with them or have a friendship with or whatever it's just you may already kind of have a general gist of this and, you know, have a good radar for it. But this is, I found this was a really nice way to sort of very clearly um, distinguish between these two personality types and you know straight away. So as I talk to you about them, you'll, I'm sure someone's going to pop into your head and you're like, yep, that I know exactly someone who is that personality type. So you can also see if it is yourself um, and and see which one you fall into. Having said that, we all, you know, we're not one or the other 100% of the time. Like you may have times where you're a different, you're going through something different. So, but this is really good because I feel like it does pull you up when you're having those um, kinds of moments. So let me read it and then let's talk about it a little bit more. And hopefully you find this as useful in your everyday life as I do. So Janine says, <clears throat> attitude matters. 
A clever acronym I heard years ago describes a particular mentality, and it has done uh, it has since become a part of my professional vocabulary. This acronym is VERB or Victim, Entitled, Rescued and Blame. VERB. In life and in business, I don't like a VERB mentality. And neither do I. Uh, a victim thinks poor me instead of finding a solution. They feel entitled to receive instead of driven to achieve. And when things go wrong, they wait to be rescued instead of finding a solution. Lastly, they blame others instead of taking responsibility. The most destructive thing about a verb mentality is that it places a person in a state of total powerlessness. Nothing is their fault, nothing is their responsibility, and they don't need to solve any problem because it's up to someone else to rescue them. I don't want people who see themselves as victims. I don't want to hear poor me or I will try or uh, I want to hear can do and I will find a way. In addition, there is no such thing as entitlement. I believe that people should be rewarded appropriately for what they do. I hate hearing someone say, that's not my job, or I don't get paid for that. I also want people who find solutions rather than feel they need to be rescued. I want people to come to me with answers, not problems. Lastly, and this is a pet hate for me, I don't tolerate people who blame others. It's true we all do it at different times in our lives. We wouldn't be human if we didn't. But don't be a serial offender. The choice you can make instead is to use the SOAR approach or solutions, ownership, accountability and responsibility. This approach is the opposite of a verb. If you use SOAR in everything you do, you will suddenly find things going your way. You can find the solution to your problem, just stay with it. Take ownership of everything in your life and business and soon you will see the power it gives you. Accountability is there to remind you to fix no one else and finally take responsibility for everything you do. If everything is your responsibility, you can fix it. I challenge you to soar and find staff who soar with you and see the difference. So I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I 100% agree with everything there. I definitely feel like, and I'm sure someone's popping into your head right now that you can think of who is a verb. That verb mentality of like, oh, well, I, you know, it was this person's fault because they didn't da-da-da-da-da. Like, yes, sometimes things are other people's fault, but... Like Janine says in there, if you're, if, if they're the ones that are, um, if you're acting like a victim, there's no way that you can fix the problem. So you're stuck. You can't move forward. If you're, um, solutions orientated, then you will be the one to be able to find the resolution to the problem. And I try to stick to this as much as I can, especially the responsibility part, if something goes wrong and, you know, I'm human, I, things go not my way all the, all of the time and that's fine, but I don't find a way to blame someone else for why something's not going my way. I always bring it back to myself because I can always 
yeah, I can always draw a line back to me as to why that's not going the way I want it to. And then I make a change. And if it still, you know, doesn't get where I want it to go, then I'll reassess and see what else I can do to try to fix the situation. And I think this is why I never feel like there is really a problem that can't be solved in front of me. And I do attribute that trait that I have to part of the success of everything that I'm doing and with fizzy pole and all everything. So something will come up and I'll have a freak out, like it's stressful for the first five minutes. And then I, you know, work through it in my mind. Okay. How can this be solved? There is a solution somewhere in here. Let's find it. So that goes for everything. And it's not just, you know, even in your relationships that you, if you've got a partner or a husband or a wife or whatever, that is, um, that's the number one thing as well. You, if you come up to a roadblock or, or a problem or, you know, something that's challenging and we all do, we come up against them all the time in different, um, capacities. So you might have a small challenge today or this week you might have a really big challenge and how are you going to overcome that? I've found that the legal side of things sometimes can become the most challenging for me over the years. That has definitely been a big learning curve um, and forced me to grow as well and to also still keep bringing it back to responsibility. So I'm 100% of the time not um, trying to be blaming others. And if I do, I'll try to pull myself up on it because, you know, like I said, not um, not perfect all of the time and we we all just need to be trying to grow and work on ourselves as we as we do so I hope that that is helpful for you as well because I know that even when I'm interviewing people for whether it be reception or studio management or even franchisees I'm I'm looking at okay, let me ask questions that I can start to see whether, you know, they're blaming others. So for example, I might ask someone, okay, so this was your last job. Um, what, what happened there? Like, why did you leave? So if someone says, oh my God, yeah, my, my boss was this and, and it, it was because this person did that. And I'm so glad to get out of there. Number one, I'm not going to hire that person because they're speaking badly about a past boss, regardless of what happened there. I don't ever want to think that, you know, that's then going to possibly happen with me if they're unhappy and then they leave or, you know, it ends another way. So that's sort of the first thing you want someone to say, yeah, look, the job was difficult in these areas and I came up against these challenges, which, I feel now looking back, I could probably have done this or that and yeah, and it would have, it would have been easier for me. So that is someone taking ownership and also being self-aware so they can look back and go, okay, well, this is how I could improve that. So those are just a couple of things that I really look at when, when I'm especially interviewing people, but also, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, the five people that you spend the most amount of time with, you are the average of. So you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Let's have a think about that for a moment. (laughs) So this is really important. You want to surround yourself definitely with people who soar 
and saw with you. But over the next week, I actually, I would love to hear from you guys on this one. Um, whether you want to send me a message on Instagram or um, Facebook, that's fine. If you think that you relate to this and you're like, oh, yes, I know someone exactly like that or, okay, I'm a little bit guilty here. I have been playing the blame game a little bit, but this episode really made me sort of think about it and go, hey, no, I need to snap out of that and and get into the sore mentality. So, yeah, let's, um, let's all focus on that for the week and I hope you're excited to get into week eight. I've seen some of the studios are doing um, their themed dress ups, which is so exciting. I love seeing the pictures. So please put them up. Use your hashtags, fizzy pole, fizzy pole studios, fizzy babes, fizzy fam, fizzy fun, fizzy fit. Um, what else do we use? Fizzy pride. Uh, I've seen some coming out. I know Fairfield's got a little, um, little yellow ducky that is photo bombing. I saw the hashtag fizzy duck. I was like, that's a new one. I like it. <laughs> so good job, Tiff. So thanks for hanging out with me this week and I look forward to chatting with you next episode. I'm your host, Christy Sellers. Have a great week. Let's get busy.